Counselor Accents Podcast. Two school counselors who love their jobs. Oh, and they happen to have Southern accents too. Bless their hearts. I'm Kim Crumbly. I'm Laura Rankhorn. And together we are Counselor Accents. Um, yeah, we have been asked this question that we're about to talk about today. This is now our most asked question. And I know it's because of the season that we're in, but yes. people are blowing up our social media, blowing up our podcast stuff, asking for tips and tricks on virtual small groups. And go ahead. I can tell you want to say something. I, I want to say whoever thought we'd be here. Whoever yeah. thought we'd be here uh, uh, to, to answer uh this question is how to do a virtual, but just add it to the list of whoever thought. Yeah, really. Add it to the list of whoever thought would be here. There's so, so much. Yeah, whoever thought. About this topic. Yeah. And uh, so in searching for, you know, we usually go and see who we can find, who is the expert on small groups. And uh, guys, you're stuck with us today. Because <laughs> clearly we're not the experts. But we are not. But uh, it no we did one read uh, a book. We read about it. But no one knows. This is one of those gray areas. And if you're listening and you think I am the expert on small groups, please contact us because we can do another episode on this. We've had that many questions. But um, yes, in searching for an expert to talk to, it seems like we're all in the same boat together. And no one really knows what to do about virtual small groups. It is part of what we're supposed to do according to ASCA, and yet we don't know. So Kim and I have put our hands. And we've talked to some, some people who really know. We, we've had some people who are uh, techno wizards and, and Google wizards, and there's just not one cookie cutter answer, but we certainly have come up with some really great ideas and I and I think when we broke it down for ourselves uh, how we would do it that it will translate very doable for if we can do it other people can do it this way so this is what we're the knowledge that we're going to give today how to do yeah. it yeah it's like what's that book you used to get for dummies yes whatever small it group, is virtual small group, group for dummies no small groups written by dummies how about that because you just insulted our whole audience <laughs> no no <laughs> That's so true. Small by groups dummies. written by dummies, and we are, we are your dummies. So let's start. Dummies for the Let's start here. This is the most important. Hear us now. Whatever we say today means nothing if you have not first checked with your supervisor and or principal. So default to them for sure. Make sure they're okay with you doing small groups. Make sure that you run all of this by them, because. Um, you need their approval before you do anything. Having said that, Kim. And, and even, with that, even with that, Laura, I would be very careful, and I want to caution this. If you are going to just your administrator or even superintendent, if they're not familiar with ASCA, yeah. if they're not familiar with the um, FERPA that we have to abide by i would be very careful in making sure that i uh because we've not gotten a clear even idea from ASCA other than 
that, you know, when you're trying to keep things quiet and you're virtual, that's not always possible. So just make sure that you have talked to, I would say if you have a counseling supervisor, that would be who I would talk to for clearance. Very good. But, Very but well said. People already have the clearance and that's why they're asking because yes. they're ready. To go. They're ready to get started. So let's get started. So Laura, in thinking about uh, virtually and, and you know, we're school counselors and we say this all the time. We are not, therapists we're not right. playing even though we have a degree and could hang a shingle out right now and be a therapist we are acting as school counselors as a school counselor we are not going to delve into uh, therapeutic type counseling and now is not the time to start doing that <laughs> in fact we would be very hesitant to go very deep with any topic that we may be covering with a small group and Laura, you had a really good idea about not even possibly naming that small group, what it really is. Say it's right. an anger group. I may take all of my angry people and put them in a group, but I just don't know that now is the time to call it an anger small group. I don't know that any time's the time to call it an anger small group, but I know there are cute names out there for anger groups, but I don't even think I'd go that far right now. I think I would just keep it almost interest based, but the people in the group have a common, something in common that you know, may be anger or it may be grief, or there is a common theme with the people in your group, but you may not tell that. So, I may do like an interest focused group. Um, I had Kim and I had talked about this and said, maybe every week you get together and the purpose of the group, you tell them to go out and take a nature walk throughout the week and say, we're going to get back together Tuesday at 12 PM. And I want to see, it's kind of like a show and tell type thing, but what you're doing is sending them out to do a nature walk, maybe with their family, maybe, I don't know, but um, they're doing a nature walk and you're teaching them how to focus, how to, you know, it is calming and it's self care to go out for a walk. That's, you see it on every self care card that we're given. So you are sneaking in some self care and teaching them to focus on different things that they want to bring back and talk about. And for older students, uh, finding songs, find me three songs that Perfect. have a positive message. Uh, so you're, you're, you're actually giving them the coping skills that they need, but you're not addressing by saying, this is grief, this is anger, right. but it's the same type of coping skills that, that you would be giving if it was your hot potato group. It's and like you know you're dealing with Undercover small groups is what this is. Like you are undercover sliding in those coping skills. So if you've got, if you've got students in your group that, that share anger as their theme and you want them to practice deep breathing, then give them an opportunity. Say, I want you all to do square breathing with me right now and teach them square breathing and then challenge them to use square breathing and come back and talk about how they used it at your next get together. So, or if it's a coping skills, small group, and um, they need to, to do a coping skill, 
then teach them that coping skill, but you're not telling them this is a coping skill. You're just, you're just equipping them for the week. That is so good. So just a second, let's talk before we get into rubber meets the road ideas. Let's yep. talk about different kinds of groups that, that people may be thinking about starting virtually. Okay. Uh, I know for us who, and for many states that are hybrid, are uh, they students have a choice to be um, on a typical, you know, come to school as they always have or to do school online. Uh, virtually, those students, and I've had parents who have said, how can my student interact while they're at home? So uh, if you're in a situation where maybe you've got students in both settings, but you want to have an opportunity for those students to interact, it may just be that. It just may be an interaction time for students yeah. and activities for them to, you know, I think, I don't know if you're going to use Google Meet or Zoom, but I think Zoom holds up to 100 possibly, something like that. Which would not be a small group, Kim. Which it would not be a small group. <laughs> but um, but if, if, if you wanted interaction time, which is on parents' mind at my school right now, how's my kid going to interact? I'm just thinking that might be hard for a small group, but it certainly wouldn't be past doing to set up three or four sessions where you put a grade on or a class on uh, to, to interact with one another. So yes, well, that's not really a small group, but that maybe is an idea because that seems to be what for my situation at my school, the way that we're going back, um, we have about a fourth of students at home. So how can they feel connected? Well, if I could piggyback on what you just said, Please piggyback. Um, I hope you just got the same visual I did where I'm jumping on your back. I did, you are. Because if you can see, if you can see us, I am a tiny petite woman. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I, Laura, I am about 10 feet tall. I she is the great Dane. I say I am a great Dane. Kim is a tiny little teacup poodle, but I have this disorder where I <laughs> see Kim and I think I look like, <laughs> I think I look like Kim. You know, big dogs do that. Big dogs will try to put themselves in the little dog bed. So anyway, <laughs> <laughs> if I were to piggyback on you, I would still be running us around because my legs are so long. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> I don't even know where we were now. Um, we're on you piggyback on me, and then we just went down that road. Okay, I'm I'm back. Long legs. Uh, around my shoulders and still hitting the ground. <laughs> okay, we're sorry. Back sorry. to this. Um, one of the questions that we have gotten a lot is about new students. And so schools that are 100% virtual but have had... <laughs> you're still visualizing it. <laughs> oh, God. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, schools that are 100% virtual, but they've had new students enroll, all of a sudden sure. those students, they just, they don't feel connected at all. So wow. we've got to figure out a way to somehow connect these new students. And maybe in a traditional setting, you would do a new student small group. But in this case, we've got to think outside of the box a little bit. 
So I was thinking still getting all of your new students together in a small group and maybe even giving them a tour of the school in yes. hopes that you eventually come back to the school setting. But, and then showing them, okay, like this is the gym and talking about what all you do in the gym, but giving them an opportunity to share their hobbies, to talk about their hobbies and their interests and finding those yeah. commonalities between your new students that way. So you're giving these new students a place to feel connected to the school, to each other, and even bringing in some students maybe that have gone to school there. Even if you're virtual, you can bring existing students in and have them talk about different things about the school. Can I take a, a moment to just to express something? And this is not small group, but I just want to say that um, when you said new students, the way that we're doing school is we opened school, uh, half students come one day and the other half came the other day. And I stood at the entrance with my welcome sign, but I have on my mask and my shield. The principal is beside me, he has his mask on. And um, we're standing there as this new student, he's a middle schooler, walks in. And I just thought to myself, I can't imagine being that age he can't really see us, the smile on our face, the welcoming, because we're masked up. And he walks in where we, it, it's weird enough as it is right now, because we have people so separated. And I just thought about, you know, putting ourselves, let's not ever forget to put ourselves, you know, we're adults dealing with this trauma, but think about, those students and uh, you know I'm just thinking about that middle school boy and I just had such empathy for him thinking about well what a time to start a new school for real he doesn't know he can't we're all masked up the kids were masked up and yeah. he has to go of course I, I made sure I tried to make that as easy as I could we didn't even know he was coming so it was it was you know but there's a we have a lot of new students that are yeah coming. I just wanted to throw that out there because we're all counselors and, and we're talking to counselors who have counseling hearts and you know, it's just, we may feel overwhelmed, but put yourself in the place of a middle schooler coming into a new situation. Uh, so I, I can't imagine how hard that was for him. He looked terrified. I could see his little eyes they looked terrified. Um, and, and I imagine so, but back to our, I think that's a good idea because there's a lot of new students and I think a tour of the school, would give them an idea yeah. of, of what the school looks like. And eventually we're hoping that they're back in school. So uh, you're preparing them for that day and they're feeling more a part of the school. So I'm going to sneak in a rubber meets the road right now. Okay. And I'm going to say if I were to do a, a virtual small group with new students, if I were a hundred percent virtual, then I think I would take one session and make it a get to know you session. And I think I would invite existing students, like I said before, but I would focus on the new students, letting them introduce themselves. Um, second session, I might talk about um, school rules, you know, in a traditional setting or maybe the new virtual school rules. Uh, third, or maybe I would do a tour of the school 
second session, third session rules, but I would keep those existing students, the ones that have been going to school there, I'd keep them on throughout the whole thing. I'd let the students talk about their interests and uh, maybe, you know, the next time bring back a something they're interested in, if it's basketball or um, knitting or whatever, you know, if they have an interest, they can talk about it just to make them feel connected. So good. You did sneak a rubber meets the road. Anne. I did. Um, so uh, I think, I, I think though, I think everybody gets the idea of, keeping these not uh, the surface more coping uh, if, it, if it's a particular group like anger or grief uh, renaming that make it interest uh, interest focused maybe you know like a nature group or pals or call it something that we're not really giving away what it is um, mm -hmm. we've talked about new students um, so now let's talk about uh, let's do talk about what tools we've had a lot of folks Laura who have said, um, how do I make this happen? How, how do I go about this? And, and listen, this is, this is what we have told our teachers. If you could do it in person, you, you, there's something out there that you can use to do it virtually. And there's, that's part of the problem is that there is so much that you can do. So that's we're very true. Talk about some of our favorites and uh, some of them are new to us, but um, we think that they would work well. Yeah. For so, so Laura, talk to me about um, some actual tool, tech tools that are already there, ready okay. to go. We just have to plug our information in. All right. Let me tell you that these came from the book 50 plus tech tools for school counselors and that is by Angela Cleveland and Steve Sharp and um, if you do not have this book I don't know what you're waiting on you need to go get it especially like they wrote this before COVID so that's how cutting-edge they they are but go get this book because it's so easily written and these tips we're going to give you about five of these but they have 50 more than 50 so if you can only imagine and they're all written so easily it makes you feel like you can shut the book and walk away and start using one of these so and, and what's unique again Laura is that this these are by school counselors yes our school counselors so a yeah. lot of tech things like tech pirate which is so good tech like a pirate or whatever whatever that is that those are all so great but this that we got this from are for school counselors made by school counselors. Okay. The first one that we're going to talk about is Nearpod. And uh, we have used it in whole group settings. I had not thought about using it in a small group, but I can see how it would lend itself well to a small group. Um, you can pick a topic and I bet you Nearpod has a lesson on whatever your topic is. So if you're doing an undercover anger group and you, you find something that is covertly anger, then you can take the students in your group through it. It has instant polls and quizzes that give you instant results. So you give the students a code and they are on your session. You're leading them through it and it gives live feedback right whenever there's a quiz or a poll. And what that's going to do, 
I don't have to tell y'all, you know this, but it's going to um, help them feel like they're not alone. So if the quiz is about, you know, I get, I know we keep going back to angry, but I get angry two times a day or whatever. They're going to see they're not alone. They're not the only one. And then you can talk about that. And it doesn't give the name, right? At, which I'm sure, but do it, but check Nearpod out. Go ahead. Right. So it has the survey in it and then you can go into the meet of lesson. Right. And you can create these lessons off Nearpod. I have created lessons on Nearpod. Uh, it's very, if you're familiar with Pear Deck, a lot of people are using Google right now. It's very similar. In fact, Pear Deck and Nearpod, I, I, Pear Deck though would be, um, it, it's Google and you could make, you could make that lesson. The great thing about Nearpod is there are so many lessons, but now there is a cost of most of those lessons. That's what I was about so, to say. It is free to use, but you can pay to upgrade. And so that may be something that you want to talk to your principal about or your supervisor about for this year or even a semester. I don't know what their payment plans are, but it may be worth investigating. You know, get in there and look at it and see if it meets your needs with just the free version or if you need to upgrade. So I love that. I love Pear Deck. I love Nearpod. I love though the convenience of Nearpod because there's so many lessons and they've done such a great job already with those lessons. They have. And I just love when we've used it, there are a lot of draw how you feel, draw this, draw that. And as the teacher, your, your version is going to be able to, um, you, you allow what's shown. So if somebody does draw something that's inappropriate or whatever, you just don't have to put that on the screen, but as sharing your screen, you'll be able to show whichever drawing you want to show. I just, I really think it's good because it lets the students express themselves. And like I said, it, it normalizes whatever they're going through to let them know, Hey, I'm not alone. So uh, Nearpod. And, and Laura, the Nearpod now with their newest update allows you to add a video. So um, a lot of people we use, you and I use a lot of videos to kind of reiter reiterate the lesson. So we have not saw that, but we did, our system uses that Nearpod and we do know that you can add, we were told you can add a video now. So that's the great thing about a lot of these tech things, Laura, is because of what's going on, they're expanding what they can right. do. Yeah. And okay. you mentioned video and that is a great segue into our next one, which is play posit. Play posit. Um, play posit allows you to make a video interactive. Now go in and investigate this, research it, see how this might work for you. But I could see this says that uh, you can include multiple choice questions, check boxes, short answer, fill in the blank, surveys, discussion, um, and you can even pause your video, like include, this says a reflective pause and embed a link to a website. So if you want it to take them out at a certain point to a website and then bring them back in, you can do that. So go check out Play Posit. Um, this one has a free trial but you will have to eventually pay to access it, but it may be worth going and seeing if that free trial is something that would work for a small group. 
But when we talk about um, a small group formula, like how to run one of these small groups, we're going to mention videos. This may be something you want to incorporate with your video. Okay, I love that idea. And Laura, when you say video, that's not a video that you've had to make yourself. This could be a video that you've pulled off YouTube. And I'm you assuming ask. so. Okay, you can ask questions about it. You yeah. can. So I'm definitely interested in getting in there and looking at that. So yes. that, that sounds fun. So this next one that I want you to talk about has been around a while, but um, and people, it, it, it's one of it's more of a popular tool. But talk to me about Flipgrid and how we could use that with small groups. Okay. Um, and that is what is so great about this book by Angela Cleveland and Steve Sharp. They tell you how these tools can be used for small groups or in whole groups. And so I'm just pulling from what they've said, but they have talked about Flipgrid and these are the things that they say. It says there are guiding prompts that can be used to provide participants prior to starting a discussion. Um, and Flipgrid, you guys probably know, but um, it's a way for them to share their own thoughts. And uh, I think they can create like an up to 90 second video where they respond to a question that you put out there or how they're feeling or whatever, almost like a bulletin board of videos. Is that a good way to describe it? Okay. It is. A bull uh, it is like a bulletin board. So that's neat. Um, and this says that you can use Flipgrid to supplement traditional small groups. Uh, small groups can be flipped to spark thought-provoking discussion prior to the group sitting together or to modify existing class discussion to drive a discussion or exploration no longer dependent on a student's literacy level or native language. So I can see how that transcends virtual learning, traditional learning, um, whether they're at home, whether they're in the school, they can use Flipgrid. And Laura, in case I forget to say this, these are not just tools that you're, I don't want you to think, oh, well, I've got this small group. If you're hybrid, I have a small group here and I'm having to create this for them and then I'm turning around. This can be used you can do the Nearpod in a small group sitting in front of students with, right. you know, I mean, th these are tools that you don't have to redo for both traditional or virtual. Yeah. This says uh, sensitive topics and I'm, I'm taking this from this book, but it says uh, sensitive topics of stress management or attitudes towards school can be delivered to a whole class with individual responses delivered privately back to the instructor. And this is, I think it was on our discussion with Matt Berry, where he talked about Flipgrid and how a student that normally just gave like maybe um, very little response, maybe acted like he wasn't really involved in the discussion or anything like that. All of a sudden on Flipgrid, he came alive. And like it mentions in this book, some students may start delivering more deep, thoughtful feedback when put like this may be their their thing is to get in front of a camera and they may come alive like you Kim that like me uh, that is so that is such a great point I, I love that uh, because there are some students who it's just giving more tools for kids to express themselves and and for some kids the way we've always done it 
did not lend itself well to those students. So this is the great thing about these different tools is it, it works in different ways for different students than it always has. For that and kid says, who does everything traditionally, this, this adds a different element. Right. It says, this says it's free to use and you may have to pay to upgrade, but it's free to at least get started. So do you have any more rubber meets the road? I do. Thank you oh. for asking. I do. Okay. I really was hoping. Okay. You're going to keep going. All I'm right. going to keep going. Um, there is, they have put in here quiver vision, um, quiver vision and the way that, um, they have related this is through stress management. And if ever there was a time to be stressed, I think we're seeing a lot of stress level super high right now. Um, but this is coloring pages that students can do together. So I can see, going back to what we talked about before, interest level, interest focused small groups where you know that these may be your hotheads or you know these may be your high stressed anxiety students using quiver vision to just get together and like assign a coloring page for that week and as everybody's coloring together and hey you may be thinking that so kindergarten no it's not even adults benefit from coloring Absolutely. so high school level elementary level whatever your group is I can see benefiting from this. And as you're coloring together as a group, maybe you're asking very surface level questions and allowing students to respond however they feel. So I can see that uh, being very helpful to lower stress. And that says it's free to use and pay to upgrade possibly. Okay. Okay. I'm not done. Oh. Um, okay. This says co-spaces. This is where students can build their own augmented reality or virtual reality space. So we know that for school counselors and educators, these Bitmoji rooms are huge right now. And I imagine co-spaces being very similar to that, but for students. Um, and I can see using this. So let's say you've got your groups that need to know how to calm themselves down. I can see telling them over the next four weeks, we're going to build a room to your um, preference, but telling them that, okay, this week we're going to focus on, I want you to build in your room an area where if you were feeling stressed or overwhelmed, you would go and put the things in this room, in your augmented reality room, things that would calm you down. And you're going to have an opportunity during that to teach them what may calm them down. So you can say things like um, maybe looking out the window and focusing on everything that's green or maybe having a calm down bottle. And even during that session, you can teach them how to make a calm down bottle and what all goes in the calm down bottle and how to use it. But then letting them decide between that session and the next, what they would put in their own calm down space. I think it's going to be very telling about that student, but also you're teaching without just outright teaching them. And I think you're also empowering them to create their own area with their own things that, that they know are going to work for them. And Laura, just the act of creation, mm -hmm. just the act of creation and, 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 uh, 
bring so many stress relieving benefits just having something you know so even the end the end result even even getting to the end result by making it is 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 stress relieving so it gives well, them something to do that's create and i want to mention here um in this book they have written and um you guys just need to get this book but it talks about uploading a 360 degree photo of your school's playground, put your child's characters having a conflict in that picture. And so once we get back to traditional school, I could see using that in a relational aggression small group or, um, you know, friendship small group or whatever, uh, create open-ended questions about how to resolve conflicts. I mean, how huge could this be? There, there's, and you know, we're just scratching the surface of everything that's possible with technology. It's just if there's a way you could do it in real life, there's a way you can do it in in virtually. Yeah. So I, I love have one that. more. One more. I know you do, and I'm excited about this one because this would 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 be a good recipe for our social skills group. I yes. think that they're not just social skills. But uh, go ahead, tell us about this last tech tool. I may sneak, sneak in another one. But for now, this is Minecraft. This is the education edition. And it says that it allows students, um, it allows the teacher to set up classrooms and allow students to interact and work together. <clears throat> you can monitor and manage players and even the conversations and the worlds that they build. You can manage all that together. Um, but this is something that someone talked, they didn't, they weren't talking about this, but when we spoke in ASCA, at, at ASCA in Boston uh, last summer, someone told us that the bullying at their school has gone down tremendously because of video games. And so I can see getting some students together in a Minecraft education edition room that maybe historically haven't gotten along really well together. But, um, you know, now even these kids that never got along, they're happy to see each other. They're just happy for any interaction. So this may be the time for sure to get them together and start building these relationships. And I can see using this Minecraft education edition to do that. That's exciting because I yeah. tell you, we do interest our minute meetings and Absolutely. we're interviewing kids. Minecraft in, inevitably is going to come up yes. over and over and over again. So they're going to be, we're going to be um, meeting a need and they're going to think it's the greatest thing ever because we're so cool because we've got, you know, we got Minecraft going on. So Laura, you know, you've gone past your limit, but I feel like you there's one more you want to squeeze out. Is there? Well, are you going to talk about a formula? Yes, let's talk about a formula. So um, when we, I think small groups, when we think about doing it virtually can be overwhelming. So just like when you're going to uh, bake cookies, you, you know the steps that are going to be involved in that. So when you look at what your steps are, anyway for a small group and uh, it, it, we call that our formula and that can change up uh, and but but think about you your own formula that you pretty much use for you've always used think about what you've always used 
uh, for small groups. For us, for Laura and I, we generally start with maybe how are you feeling today, some kind of activity, you know, how are you feeling today, and a pretest. Um, we're going to remind them of the confidentiality. Oh, we got to ha we have that introduction where we're going to do those things. So maybe a pretest, uh, you know, this is confidential, whatever. So that would be step one. And then we go into the meat of the lesson, whatever, whatever that is, whatever we're going to be teaching. And we may, we try to follow that up with something visual or, or uh, to include more of the senses, which is going to be, you know, maybe a video or music or something that we are both that we're going to add that, that kind of goes along with the lesson. And then we're going to do an activity, some kind of activity, the hands-on, something that the kids can do. And lastly, we may finish it up with a post-test. So that's the formula that we would use traditionally. So we ask ourselves, how would we use this same formula virtually? So your formula may be a little bit different or your formula may, may be very similar to that formula. But think about if I can do it traditionally, how can I use this same formula and do it virtually? And we hope that the tools we've given you, you can pop those into the formula that you always use or that you're comfortable with um, or that your kids need and make it happen. Do you want to add anything else to the formula talk? Yeah, I wanted to mention Kahoot. Um, I know Kahoot is not new. People have used Kahoot. Uh, but it provides a way to sneak in some valuable information <clears throat> using a game or an ungraded quiz or whatever. So I could see using that when you introduce a small group as your uh, pretest, maybe using Kahoot for your pretest, or uh, you mentioned like the formula that we use, the confidentiality pretest the meat of the lesson and then maybe an activity I could see using Kahoot as a an activity where everybody in the small group is playing a game together so your brain can just I mean if you sit down and write your formula out and think to yourself how can I make each of these components work it may all be done in one tech tool or it may take a couple and uh, how can I make that work you know, we hope that the things and ideas we've given you today, uh, and we do thank Angela and Stephen. They're great people that are very kind, and they they are great. Uh, they're uh, uh, just very knowledgeable about this. So the things that we got from them were helpful, so we thank them. But we hope that this helps you. Yes, and like I said, we gave you five tips from their book. There are more than 45 more so go check it out go order that book today and um, I really think it'll change your school counseling career Kim we haven't said this in a long time but we have a Facebook group that we would love to have you in um, some people have told us recently that it is the friendliest group this side of the Mississippi okay those were my words not theirs but they did say it was the who said that they did say it was the friendliest group they had ever seen so we want you to come join our Counselor Accents group. We share ideas, ask questions, and just help each other be better. Um, you can also find us on Instagram, 
And uh, you can also watch these podcasts on our YouTube channel most of the time. It depends <laughs> on if we're having a good hair day or not. It's just according. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we would love to, we'd love to get to know you better. And uh, we, ha we grow stronger when we're share with one another. So we, we thank you, uh, everybody who's been so supportive of us so far. So, and thanks. we have some episodes coming up, Kim, I am shaking with excitement. I cannot believe some of these episodes we have coming up. And so now is the time to start sharing with your school counselor friends, because you are going to want to know, and you're going to want your friends to know about what we've got coming up. Very important episodes coming up. So I'm excited about that. So, all right, have a great week and go have a great virtual small group. Let us know how Let it's going. And if you want to share your tips, this is, you know, as we said, this is not a cookie cutter. This is going to, you know, we want to know also what's working for you guys already. So uh, share those. Yes.